Welcome back to another episode of the Only Film Fans podcast. My name is Trace and I'm with the YouTube channel Pierce Productions. I'm one of three hosts of this podcast. One of the hosts of this podcast is also the same man that was able to snap all of existence back with something called an infinity gauntlet. You may have heard of him, Brad from Let's Be Real with Brad. The other host of this podcast has a very particular set of skills. Jared from Jared Talk Cinema. I'm a little jealous on Brad's description on that one. <laughs> Why? You're Liam Neeson. Uh, fair enough. I, I guess it's not cool because, you know, you know, I'm cool. <laughs> well, the reason I wanted to give that big, the bigger introduction to Brad is because I think that, you know, maybe we should just give a little round of applause because our boy Brad hit 500 subscribers on YouTube today. And that is spectacular. I think that's amazing, man. I'm so happy for you. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> it's it's funny because uh, I actually like I didn't even know until like other YouTubers told me, and I was like, oh no way. So then I literally checked it, and I was like, oh shit, all right, cool. I I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool that to have like other people tell me because most of the time, like I see my own progress. Like you know, we kind of see what we're, what we're doing, you know, like normally yeah. you guys, I watch all your videos. So I'm like, oh man, you're getting pretty close to whatever this number is. But like, it's cool to have people message me on the side, like happy 500. Like it was my birthday. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I, I guess I'm going to go check now. So thanks guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I, um, sorry, good. I was going to say, you do have a birthday coming up. Happy early birthday. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> I was going to say, when I when I watched a Shane Chi video earlier today, you actually had 501, so you're actually a little bit past already. Oh, so look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hope, hope, hopefully that video gets, like, tons of views, but, hey, we'll see. <laughs> My Paw Patrol video is taking off. It's going to be, like, a by the time this video is released, it'll be, like, a 1,000 views. It's kind of ridiculous for Paw Patrol. <laughs> I think that that's because it was a movie that a lot of other YouTubers didn't want to talk about and you were like i'm gonna bite the bullet i'm gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) i hey might as well right like i don't know review the movies that people don't want to even talk about even your intro you were like what the hell is a 21 year old bearded man doing watching this nickelodeon kids movie (laughs) Uh, kyle's probably followed him into the theater (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, i mean obviously brad's had a really good week on youtube how's your week been jared it's been going pretty good, yeah. I tried getting out some videos for Nighthouse and Reminiscence, but uh, I had some technical difficulties and whatnot, so uh, I would probably just do like a live stream where I talk about them. I'll do that probably the next couple of days. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really have too much going on in YouTube this week. I had uh, I had something planned to drop this weekend, but it never – I mean, I still have the video. I just never ended up releasing it. So, um, I mean, you guys know why, but I'll end up releasing it later this week, probably in a couple more days. But uh, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't have any new subscribers, but I also didn't have any one um, unsubscribe. So, I mean, that's always good is, you know, I'm kind of just balancing in that middle section right now. So I'd rather have that balance than have people unsubscribe. It would unsubscribe to you, Trace. Crazy people. I don't know. I guess so. I, I ha- I have a lot of people who've unsubscribed. I don't know if you guys have gone to YouTube analytics. You can actually see like subscribers lost and I'll tell you the exact total. I've lost like quite a bit. I don't know what it is. I always lose like one a week. 
I don't know what it is. They just like unsubscribe. Like I don't even have a video out. It, they I know just what it unsubscribe. Is. What is it? <laughs> I'm not usually I would make a joke when I say something like that. But no, what it is is it's people that are buddies with you for 30 seconds because they want you to subscribe to them. And then in like a day, they think that you forgot and then they unsubscribe from you. That and, actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, you know, they're actually like damaging your channel, like more than they think. They think that they're picking someone up very quickly. And it's more like they're thinking short term instead of like long term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause that's been my whole thing with the channel, though, is that I really try to not do that like go to other youtubers like that i like to connect with people but i only really comment on other people's videos if they comment on mine i don't really go around unless they really pop up my news feed and they just have a very interesting video but other than that i really want to build my own subscriber base because i can see a lot of a lot of people in this youtube community that just subscribes for subscribe and there's some people that have way more subscribers than me they have like 2000 and you look at their videos and you're like, Oh my goodness gracious. This is literally so bad. Like, yeah, it, it's not even a competently made like video with like terrible editing. So you're like, how the hell do you have 2000 subscribers? And then you look at their feature channels and it's like 5 million channels, including mine. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that sub for sub shit. I, I'd rather just do it organically and honestly, and you know, my own way, even if it takes a little bit longer. You can get shut down for that too. Yeah. There's uh I think it's like the way you like actually like if you go in people's comments and you're like, hey, nice video, man. Like, check out my video of that. Like, it's not a good thing. I've seen some people like will actually DM me on Twitter and they'll be like, I followed them, they followed me, and then they're like, Hey, here's my channel and all this. And I'm like, Okay, like I clearly saw you have the channel and your link. Like, I will subscribe, but it seems like more like baity, like subscribe to me, like we're not following each other. I don't, I don't know. I don't really like that. Sometimes there's things on the YouTube like film community, they're just not genuine like that. I think that that's gonna be for like all communities, though. I think that that's for like the reselling community or the car community or like the electronic community, whatever community it is, there's always gonna be people like that. I don't think that it's just us. Mm -hmm. but anyway um we do have some topics but jared something happened right before we started recording right what was that yeah i'm pretty sure we're all changed men right now because just 15 minutes ago from where we're currently recording the spider-man no way home trailer dropped which brad told us and chase and i like nearly had like a brain aneurysm because we were like holy <laughs> shit are you serious and we all went ahead and watched it before we started recording yeah, yeah, I have to. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was pretty shocked because, um, if I, I think everyone kind of knows at this point, or some people may not know that the trailer was leaked last night at the time of this recording, it was leaked on the Sunday night and it was all over TikTok and on social media. So today, Sony had their little like, um, presentation for like CinemaCon or something like that and so they basically just released the trailer out on social media they kind of had to at this point people were already like trying to see this god-awful rip trailer I don't know if you guys ever watched the leak it's like someone recording like someone else's phone really far away it looks so terrible and some of the scenes that are in there they're not finished CGI 
So it looks like the terrible like animation that's in there because it's not finished. It was like an unfinished trailer. So I didn't even want to support that. I I literally just looked at it for like two seconds and I'm like, yeah, I'm not watching this. Um, but what did you guys think? Jared, you possibly the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't know it if it was, was the coolest. I don't know, man. I had chills during two parts of the trailer, which uh I guess we want to talk about it. I, I had chills when they showed uh, both of our multiverse characters showing up. So I wasn't sure if they were actually going to show that in the trailer, but they actually did. One of which was the goblin. Like you didn't see him, but you heard his laugh and the bomb drop. And it looks like the bomb from the original movies. And then the other one was um, Doc Ock, who we did see at the end. And he was like, how you doing, Peter, or whatever, which this Spider-Man wouldn't even recognize him, but Speaking I'm of sure that. they'll have an explanation for it. But those, those parts were freaking cool. Speaking of the Doc Ock um, part saying, hello, Peter, in the comment section, right before we started, I was reading some of them and it said, Doc Ock, hello, Peter. And then it said, Peter Parker. I don't even know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm glad. I mean, like I did enjoy it, but I, I think that I wanted, I don't know. I think I wanted more and maybe I shouldn't have thought that because it was a, like a first trailer and it was kind of like, setting like not even setting up the plot it was just kind of okay here's here's the basic idea of spider-man you've been waiting for it everyone's excited but i think i wanted maybe a little bit more of like doc ock and like stuff like that but i also don't know how much he's even in the movie so i guess that's unfair for me to even say that and dr strange i don't know if you guys got this vibe but i don't i don't know if that's actually dr strange like dr strange I don't think that he would do what Peter asked of him to do. Like even Wong warned him not to do it. And Dr. Strange is supposed to be the emperor Supreme. He's supposed to know everything planned out. And that was a big risk for him to do something like that. And wouldn't he know that risk? Maybe it was the only way. I don't know. I thought it was just odd. Dr. Strange. I don't know if that's actually him. It was very odd. So I have a theory on that. So that's the exact feeling that I had, especially because when you see Dr. Strange in that really weird getup that he's wearing, like, yeah, it was very strange, but I do think that this, this trailer was really like the first 20 minutes in the movie, like a really like the whole, like first 20 minutes. But I think there's a lot of con context that's cut out. So it's trying to like trick you because I had the same feeling. Why would he do that? I was like kind of getting mad, but then I realized there's probably something else that we're missing that we don't know about yet. And because when you see it, it almost feels like, like a fantasy, like, Oh, like Peter, like you, you don't want people to know who you are. I can make that happen. It may, maybe my theory is, is that maybe he was considering it. And then the multiverse stuff from the shows like, you know, with like Scarlet Witch and all that all kind of happened at the same time when the multiverse just kind of broke. And then things just kind of happened, like kind of simultaneously while he was thinking about doing it. So then they have to kind of stop it. That's my theory. But what do you guys think? I mean, Doctor Strange, he normally doesn't reveal secrets that often. Like in Infinity War, he just gave him Thanos a stone and didn't say why he did it until five years later. He couldn't say. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. That was like, we don't know, like maybe something. And um, Wanda, don't forget, she's out there, too. She's going to be in Doctor Strange, too. So maybe they've been talking about something. Yeah, Brad, um, why don't you 
tell our audience about our main topics and you can decide which one we want to start with. All right, so our main topics today actually kind of coincide with one another. And the first topic is, oh, well, I don't even know what I want to start with first. So I guess we'll start with what is one franchise that only deserves one movie? And I feel like this could be easy for a lot of people, but I'm actually very interested to hear your thoughts on this. And the next one is what is the, dis the most disappointing movie in a franchise you love? So... We're getting, we're getting a little bit uh, trying to cancel some sequels or some kind of movies out. So I'm very interested in what you guys think. So Trace, you go first on this. Okay. So I already told you guys ahead of when we started recording that I picked more than one movie just to kind of like, you know, flesh out the topics a little bit. And, and then once I started like actually thinking about it, it was really hard just to pick one. So I'm glad that I picked multiple. So we can really dive into these. I don't know if you guys picked multiple or not, but as far as the first topic, franchises that should have just been one movie, I picked one of them. One of my four was Transformers. The first Transformers is actually pretty good. I, it's enjoyable. Everything after that is hard for me to watch. I don't know about you guys. Easily the worst of the bunch is... Um, what is the second Mark Wahlberg one? Yeah, oh, uh, the, the, last, uh, the last night. Yeah, that one was the worst of the bunch. I'm glad that they're rebooting the franchise. And, you know, we got Bumblebee, but I'm not really considering Bumblebee part of the Michael Bay uh, four or five Transformers. However, he I don't even remember how many he did. But yeah, so Transformers should have stopped after the first one, <clears throat> but it made money. So I get why they made more. The next one up. This one's tricky because I enjoy the first one and then I enjoy sort of the reboot, but all the other ones are terrible. Predator. The first one obviously is a classic. And then you got Predator 2 with, um, I think, uh, Donald Glover. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that one wasn't really enjoyable. <clears throat> and then you have a couple, you know, crossovers, AVP, stuff like that. That was terrible. But then we have Predators, which with uh, Adrian Brody, that one was actually pretty good. That one was interesting because they they took a group of people on an island like we did with the first one, but this time there's multiple predators hunting them. So that one was good, directed by Robert Rodriguez. And then we got the Shane Black a couple years ago, The Predator. That one I feel like was a letdown for a lot of people. But other than the Predators movie, that franchise just pretty much has one good movie in it. The next one up that I picked is the Bill and Ted franchise. The first movie, terrific. One of my favorites. I love Bill and Ted. The second movie, I actually didn't see Bill and Ted's bogus journey for a couple years after because I didn't even know that there was a second one. The second one, it was, it was very hard for me to watch. I actually ended up hating it. I bought the, I bought the DVD and then I ended up donating it to Goodwill because I never, I didn't want to watch it again. And then the third one came out. I was kind of hyped up for that one because, you know, nostalgia, stuff like that. Big letdown. I rented it for 20 bucks. I wish I didn't. And then my final one is the Taken franchise. That one should have just been that first Taken movie. That first one's really good. All the other ones kind of got muddy. And yeah. So what do you guys think about my choices? Am I justified or no? Yeah, um, well, 
my opinions on the Predator franchise is a bit more of a hot take, so I'll disagree with you on that one, but I also know I'm in the minority because I actually liked Predator 2 and The Predator, but I didn't really care for Predators. But I do agree the first one's easily the best. Um, Bill and Ted have only seen the first one, so I can't really speak to the rest of the franchise. Um, sorry, what were your other ones again? Transformers and Taken. Okay, I've only seen Taken one as well, but I heard the other ones are really bad. And then Transformers, yeah, for sure. I only saw the first three in Bumblebee, but, you know, yeah, I heard four and five were, like, the worst, and two and three aren't even that good. So, yeah, I'd agree with you on Transformers for sure. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the Predator films besides the first and the remake. I've heard of Predators, heard it was actually kind of decent, kind of mixed reviews. Um, Bill and Ted, so I'm in the same boat. But I actually didn't see the second one. So when I watched the third one, there's like that weird, like creepy character from like the second one that like shows up. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I enjoyed the third one. So I I guess I can kind of disagree, but I don't know. It's just Bill and Ted. I don't really care too much about it. Transformers, I understand. Um, I don't know if Bumblebee is actually connected. I don't know if it's like because it is the same looking Bumblebee. And it has like the same voices and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if Michael Bay produced it. I don't know if it's considered connected, like you said. But if we're just talking about like the main five, I've seen them all. So yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with you there. Um, and Taken, I, I've never seen any of the Taken films. So I can't not really speak the on first that. One? No, not even in the first one. Wow, you and Maddie watch a movie every night. I think you guys need to set aside a night for the first Taken. It's a really good action movie. And all these action movies that you see Liam Neeson in is because of Taken. He was such a badass in Taken that all the Hollywood studios were like, all right, you know, people like seeing him be a badass old guy. And then, you know, the rest of his career after that has been these movies where he's an old badass. But Taken really shifted his career because before that, he wasn't considered an action star. He was considered more of a dramatic actor before Taken. So... And that line that I said earlier in the opening for Jared, where I said the other host has a pod, where did I say? The other host of the podcast has a particular set of skills. Did you understand that reference? Are you talking to me or are you talking to Jared? Yeah, I'm talking to you, Brad. Oh, I literally no idea. <laughs> okay, so that, that reference is from Taken. When Do you know the premise of Taken? someone gets his daughter gets kidnapped yeah his daughter gets kidnapped so when he's on the he's on the phone with the kidnapper and he says i'm gonna find you i'm gonna kill you i have a very particular set of skills that's why i said that about jared so but yeah no if you haven't seen taken one definitely sit down and watch it yeah i definitely have to maddie's always talked about that movie and just just never watched it so she's seen it so (laughs) um Jared, you go you go next. I want to hear your picks. Yeah, so um, I didn't think about as many franchises as Trace did. Like, I mean, The Hangover definitely comes to mind, although Trace, I know you like all three of them. <laughs> we talked about that at one point. Uh, this can apply to pretty much any slasher franchise or most of them, in my honest opinion. And the one I decided to ultimately go with is Halloween. Halloween, I think, should have been one movie. And the reason I think that is because, um, first off, that was the plan. Like, John Carpenter didn't even want to do Halloween 2. He thought one was going off on its own, which I agree with because um, the first movie has such a good ending. It's open-ended. It's really creepy, and it was great. But then when you look at the rest of the franchise, it really wasn't that good. Like, the new one was pretty good. Like, H2O was decent. I'm excited for Halloween Kills, but, like, 
the franchise as a whole was pretty bad, honestly. And due to the fact that it was supposed to be one movie, I think it should have stayed in one movie. As well as I feel that there was a huge missed opportunity with Halloween, which is that I really like Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which I don't know if you guys have seen that one. But that's the one that's like the black sheet because that one is a completely different story. No Michael Myers, no nothing. And the plan was they were going to do a, um, a new Halloween movie every year as like an anthology. It was like a different story taking place in Halloween. Halloween 3 was supposed to be the first one. And Halloween 3 is really, really good. But everyone hated it because there was no Michael. And I actually wish they had done that instead. Like I wish they had done the anthology route instead of just bringing back Michael because people wanted him back so much. And so due to the fact that there was kind of like a bit of a tease there that we could have had that and then we didn't. So we can have more Michael Myers, which for the most part hasn't even been that great. Like I said, I don't know. It just kind of disappointing. So for me, I think Halloween should just stay the original Halloween. I feel that. Yeah, I get it. I didn't really think of that. But then once you started explaining it, yeah, um, so uh, Maddie and I are actually watching through all the Halloween movies right now. I've only seen, at least until like a couple weeks ago, like the original and the new 2018 film. And we just watched uh, number five before this. And that was a I'm sorry. garbage piece of crap. That movie was <laughs> awful. Um, I have to agree, disagree with you just a little bit because I do think that Number two is good, especially if you watch it back to back to the first one. Three, I don't love. I do think it's good. Um, it has a spectacular, amazing 10 out of 10 last like 10 seconds of the film that I could not believe. And but I do think the characters are literally so awful and I couldn't stand it. I'll give you but that. <laughs> I, 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 I enjoyed it. So I, I do think like there is a couple good movies here. And you said H2O is decent. I thought number four was okay. It wasn't terrible or anything. So, I mean, I'm, I'm yet to see some of the other movies in the franchise. Um, uh, I, you can make the argument though, but I feel like if it was just one movie though, I don't think it wouldn't have been as massive as it is. Like it's still huge. But it was almost like it was inevitable. Like, it was inevitable to make a sequel. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, that applies to And that's why I said most slasher franchises can apply. Because the first one's really good. And then they want to make sequels. And so, yeah. I mean, I mean, sure. Like, it was more successful. But that's not really a good thing in this case, honestly. Yeah. Um, I get- sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that, like, I feel like it like like from my picks that I have, it's more like I picked films that like the first one was good and every single movie is like completely bad. Like I think you could still make an argument for Halloween, but but some of the picks that I have, like every sequel is legitimately just bad. And like there's just no like they're just unnecessary. Um so I'm 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 curious, I'm curious what you guys have to think about some of my picks, but and we'll watch Halloween Resurrection, and then you're going to be wishing you can go back in time and stop them from making any more sequels. So you haven't got <laughs> far that, enough yet, man. Is, is that the one with Buster Rhymes? Yeah, that's the one with Buster Rhymes. <laughs> I saw that one clip on Twitter. It is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. It's entertaining, I'll say that. Nice. All right, so I guess I'll go with some of my picks. Uh, I have a few picks here. Um, so I guess we'll go with the first one and that's Jaws. Um, every sequel Jaws sucks ass. They are literally terrible. I can't stand it. Jaws four is literally one of the worst movies of all time. I, I absolutely hate the other sequels. They feel completely unnecessary. 
I mean, because like it's a different shark. Like we all know Jaws at this point. It's not a spoiler. We all know it's pretty much a different shark. So it 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 feels unnecessary. And and sometimes they don't even have some of the same characters. So like, what's the point of it? I get it because it made money. But like when you think of Jaws, I don't even think of the sequels at all. I think they're just complete garbage. Um, the next one that applies is um, uh, let's see. I see. I was gonna do Candyman because I actually watched the two other sequels and they're really bad. But the new one coming out looks pretty good, so I can't really apply that yet. But I guess as of now, the other Candyman sequels are completely unnecessary. The third one. I gave like a one out of 10. I want to do like a review on it. I absolutely God hated it. I, I it took me a lot to hate that movie. It, it kind of missed the mark of what made the original Candyman movie good. Um, my next one is uh, RoboCop. Um, to be honest, no one even thinks about the other movies. Even the remake was so sanitized and it really wasn't that good. I thought it was kind of bad to be honest. And it missed exactly what made RoboCop so good in the first place. I would like to see a pretty good RoboCop remake because it is outdated. I'm not going to lie to you, but I still think it's a fantastic film. But when you think of RoboCop, people don't even know it has sequels. So those are my picks. I need to rewatch RoboCop. It's been a long time since I've seen it and I've only seen it once. So that's something that I definitely need to watch again, just as like a refresher. How many sequels does RoboCop have? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, so I believe it has two sequels in like the main franchise, and then it has the remakes. There's like four movies total. Okay. Yeah, and I was actually going to pick Jaws as one of mine. Uh, the second one isn't that bad. It's definitely a step down from the first, but the second one is bearable. But then Jaws 3D and Jaws 4 are atrocious. Like, I don't know how they got Michael Caine to do jaws four and <laughs> isn't dennis quaid in jaws three i believe so yeah. i don't know how I, they got I, him either i barely even remember like those sequels are really bad jaws 2 is beyond forgettable i mean you can say it's like an okay movie i can kind of get that when I you never watch it three again. and four yeah it doesn't <laughs> it looks look like as the... bad yeah exactly um yeah i just I guess, um, I guess if I could count another one, this would actually be a hot take. And it's actually going to be, if, if, if I don't count Candyman, I'm actually going to go with Rambo here. Um, even though I do like some of the sequels, but if you guys know how the original novel ended was way more interesting and they were going to go with the original novel's ending, but they changed it because they thought they could get way more sequels and way more storylines going on. And I think that the messages of the first film are really powerful, um, especially when you know like what the like what it's really about. And I thought that first film is great, and nothing can really match to it. I only really like some of the sequels because they're just dumb, entertaining movies. But then, like, I think it's Rambo three. I really did not like that one. Thought two was okay. Four was interesting. Five was pretty bad. I, I think uh, really was it was supposed to be one movie. You know what I mean? But I haven't seen most of your guys' picks, honestly. Like I've seen like the first one from like each franchise you guys have said. I haven't even seen any of these sequels. Really? <laughs> For the most part, yeah. Like I, I haven't even seen any of the Rambos at all. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. You know, I know, you know, I know, I need to. I heard the first one's really good. You know, one that I literally just thought of, and you guys probably aren't gonna like it, but Saw. Now I agree with you on that one too. <laughs> Saw should have stopped after the first one. The first one's good, and then all the other ones are. I mean, Jigs. No, not Jigsaw. What's the one? Chris Barock. Spiral. Spiral. That one was the second best out of the franchise, but there's like ten movies in there, so that means eight of them I don't like. Yeah. Our <sighs> franchises, man. I gotta disagree with you on that one. And the biggest would. I see, and the thing is, I think those sequels are bad. But my thing is, is that at least this franchise has a massive fan base. Like a massive fan base. And it's because it like each movie actually follows after one another, even if it doesn't make any sense, even though it's super goofy and super entertaining. There's a reason why it made so much money that it did, because they followed after one another. Some of these horror sequels, they're like completely different in the next movie. They don't follow after one another. But each Saw film, you actually do have to watch them in order to actually understand pretty much what's going on. Because if I went from Saw 2 to Saw 5, there's going to be a whole lot of shit that I probably wouldn't even like remember. I mean, they're not good. You can make the argument like the first Saw is, is great, but I think Saw 2 is okay. And Saw 6 is not that bad either. And the health insurance um, storyline going on, I thought was interesting. But do people actually go to the Saw movies for the story, though? I feel people just go for the track. Yes. No, literally, they do go for the story. H- have you seen any of them? Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. And yeah, I didn't so, really like any of them. Except, actually, I like Spiral, but I did not like the rest of the franchise, including the first one. So I know I'm the minority on that, but yeah. I think people go for the traps. But when I reviewed every single one of them and I watched them with Maddie, we were genuinely excited to see what was going to happen next. And I think that's why it made so much money and they did it every single year because each story had something weird and it was stupid. And I think a lot of people were just kind of with it because when how each movie ends is like a cliffhanger for the next one. So like, I feel like I was really into the characters of like Hoffman and Amanda and it made no sense. But, like, I'd rather have that than what they do in Halloween 5 and 4. <laughs> like, I'd rather have that, to be honest. Oh, if it works for you, then I'm happy, man. It's definitely a bad franchise, no doubt about it. But um, I can still see the argument, though. Like, I know, I guess I'm, I guess I'm the minority on that, though. Got that killer soundtrack though at the end of each one. Yeah, see, hello, Zep. <laughs> well, I I uh, think we should move on to the next one. It's another kind of like, dis- not disappointing topic, but just like kind of negative. But that's okay. We're we're allowed to be negative every once in a while. Exactly. A disappointing movie and a franchise that we love. So this one's a little bit different from the first one because we're supposed to like all the other movies or most of the other movies. And one of them just kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. I do not want to go first. So either of you two want to fight for the death to go first? Um, I guess I'll go. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Die Another Day in the James Bond franchise. Um, so I was able to watch and review every single James Bond film. I did them weekly. That was like probably one of the most favorite movie franchises to ever watch for the very first time. Um, I have seen the Craig ones before. I'm going to rewatch them, but uh, die another day was the last film before the Daniel Craig ones. And 
there's a reason why it was because it was really bad and it was it felt like a video game at times i don't know if you guys haven't seen it so i'm not going to really get into why exactly it was really bad but it is clearly like the worst james bond film ever especially in the official series because when you have the pierce bronson series you got golden eye was just great and then the two other ones like the world is not enough tomorrow never dies they're just very average decent bond films but then once you get to die another day it starts off pretty good and then it's like it's like this is not even james bond film anymore and it's so bad and there's so many problems behind it and i knew people were saying this is bad but i didn't realize how disappointed i was going to be because it was the last one I was going to watch. And then I was going to take a break until four weeks before you no know, time to die. So I can review all the Daniel Craig ones. So I haven't watched a bond film since like March or April. So that one really sucked. It was disappointing. Casino Royale does a complete 180 on the whole thing. <laughs> Do you, what, who's your favorite James Bond? I don't know if I've asked you that before. Careful, Brad, careful. So, obviously, I think I would have to pick Daniel Craig. Um, I've only seen those movies once, and so I I would have to watch them again. I know he's probably gonna be my favorite, but if I'm gonna count that I haven't seen them because I'm rewatch, I'm watching these all for the first time. Sean Connery, I absolutely love Sean Connery. I love that sixty style, even though it's like super sexist and it's very outdated. But I think Sean Connery is so good in the role. And I think he's just, I really enjoyed those movies mostly because of him. Um, I also really like Timothy Dalton. I don't think he ever gets enough credit. I think he's really good as James Bond in the darker Bond role. Yeah, for me, Craig is my favorite, just simply mainly because I grew up and he was the first person I was introduced to for James Bond. So that's mainly my reason for it. Did you have any other picks for disappointing movie or just James Bond? Oh, oh, okay. If I if we had another one, um, I think I'm gonna go with Shrek the Third. Shrek the Third is so disappointing. Um, and what's interesting is because I feel like we're all pretty much the same age, so we all grew up with it as a kid. And I don't know about you guys, I really loved it as a kid. Obviously, I didn't love it as the other two. But then I was re-watching all the Shrek films because of the 20th anniversary of the new Shrek, so of the original. So I did that. I reviewed Shrek 2, and I was going to review Shrek 3. And I didn't because after I watched it, I was so disappointed of how bad it was. And the animation was a massive like step down, which I didn't think could be possible. And it was much worse than I remember. And considering that I really enjoyed 1 and 2, and I think the fourth one's actually okay, my goodness gracious. I think it is so ridiculously disappointing. <laughs> um, and if I had any other ones, um, maybe I, I actually, I can't think of anything else. Actually, I would go with um, Spider-Man three. Um, I'm a massive fan of the Raimi franchise. Um, I loved it as a kid. I still have nostalgia for it, but like when I actually rewatched it for the first time last year at my movie reviewing eyes, I really saw the criticisms of the movie and I realized how disappointing it was, even though I, I would watch it any day of the week. It's just knowing like, ah, I can't say it's a good movie. Like I can enjoy it, but I'm like, it really isn't that good, you know? 
What do you guys picks? I think for me, um, because you said Spider-Man three, that's kind of that's kind of a guilty pleasure for me. But Shrek is something I wouldn't have thought of. So I'm actually glad that you brought that up because number three is easily the worst out of all four of them. But I didn't ever I didn't think I wasn't thinking that way when I was thinking of this topic. Yeah. I, I, I just it's because I watched it like very recently and I was going to do a review and I'm just a big Shrek fan and it was just such a letdown. It, it's really bad, actually, much worse than I was hearing about it. You know. Jared, what, what, you, what is yours? What is your pick or picks? Well, there's a few I was thinking of, um, one of which was actually Quantum of Solace because the Daniel Craig Bonds are easily my favorite. And that one really sticks out because Sore Thumb and Daniel Craig is like, you know, filmography for Bond. But um, I haven't actually seen Die Another Day, but yeah, I've heard nothing but bad things. But yeah, so I almost went with Quantum of Solace. I almost went with, I guess you can argue pretty much any Terminator movie past the second one. I was going to say the third one, but I decided to pick another franchise. I almost thought of a Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom because I love Jurassic Park and that movie was so fucking stupid. Like, God damn, that was bad. Dominion, I think it's going to be good, but Fallen Kingdom's like, what the hell is this? But in the end, I decided to go with Alien 3. Now, Alien's a franchise that um honestly isn't really that great either. Like, I like the first two and then I like Covenant, but then 3, Resurrection and Prometheus, I think I'll suck. Alien 3, I do think is the worst one though, so that's the one I went with. Alien 3, first of all, have you guys seen Alien 3? Because I might have to go into some spoilers here, but you're not missing anything. <laughs> I, I, I haven't. I do want to watch it, though. All right. I'll, adventure, so. But it's not really even him. I'll, I'll get to that in a second, too, then. But um, yeah. All right. So th- that is one of those disrespectful movies I have ever seen in my life. Like every like scene in that movie slaps you in the face for liking Aliens. Everything about that franchise that was good in the first two was bad in the third one. The characters are really bad, too. The writing is absolutely fucking atrocious. Like, some of the things just don't even make any sense. Like, plot-wise, it breaks the rules of the franchise. Alien is known for having really good practical effects. The the practical, if you even call that, effects in Alien 3 look like complete dog shit. It looks really, really bad. This was technically David Fincher's first movie, but it also wasn't because there was a lot of studio meddling. And to this day, he says that nobody hates the movie more than he does. So the man himself hates it. And it was just so stupid. And like, I would say Aliens, I would say, is like an A+. Alien 3 is like an F, honestly. So in terms of like, you know, ratings, like for like one movie in the franchise to be the highest possible rating, and then literally the next movie, not even later on down the road, like literally the very next movie is the complete opposite end, having the lowest possible rating. That right there just shows how bad that movie is. So yeah, Alien 3, one of the worst movies ever made. And a very, very disappointing sequel, I'm sure, for a lot of people when it came, came out. I really want to see this movie, so I'm glad you can get into spoilers because I have no idea, like, what happens. But I have been very interested in it. Um, I also know there's a couple different cuts of the movie. Uh, so without any spoilers, is there really any big of a difference between the cuts? I've only seen the theatrical cut. I've only, I heard there's only one more, which is supposedly I think there's only one more. It's called the assembly cut. Yeah. which i heard isn't that good either like i heard they kind of changed something is up but i've heard it doesn't really make that much of a difference and it also makes like 30 minutes longer so you kind of have to sit through the torture for a little bit longer so it's not yeah it's not like blade runner okay it's not like they had like the one that nobody liked and there's a better cut out there no it's like it's bad all around from everything i've heard interesting david finch was lucky he has a career honestly because that could have sank him right there on the spot 
it, it sounds like the uh, James Cameron situation with Piranha 2, but his name's listed on it, but he technically didn't direct the film, like, at all. Like, he was there for two weeks, but I don't think he shot, like, anything. So, like, on my, like, letterbox list, I don't even count it because apparently they just put his name on there because of, like, the director's guild. Like, because it was, they had, like, a um, like a Spanish crew that was working on it. And so, like, he had to attach his name to it because it was considered, like, an American, like, production or something. It was something weird like that, even though he really didn't do anything. So, I don't even count it. It's the same thing with that. And he did Aliens. And I'm sure he was disappointed in Alien 3, just like everyone else was. That, that's true. Trace, you got any picks for us? Uh, yeah, so just like the first question, I have four here. And I'm actually really happy that we all have different different movies so that you know there's a variety of stuff to talk about. The first one is, I'm not trying to be a troll here, but F9. That was really disappointing for me. Mm-hmm. Especially because I like all the other ones, especially Fast and Furious Five. That was that's uh, that's the best in my opinion. That was when the franchise was at its height. Was Fast Five, but yeah, you know, I, this one the trailer really hyped me up, and I was looking forward to it. It was one of the bigger movies to welcome everyone back to the theaters, and it just didn't do it for me. I'm not going to get into why I didn't like it. Everyone has seen my review and heard me talk about it in the past. But yeah, that was very disappointing for me. Next one up is going to be Conjuring number three. So this was also another one that I was looking forward to this year. It was one of my most anticipated of the year back in December or January. And because I love the first two so much, I can watch the first two any time of the year multiple times and i love it and i'm even gonna include like animal comes home uh animal creation like i love those movies too annabelle isn't the best but i think that honestly like looking back like i prefer annabelle over conjuring three i really just didn't like it It didn't really feel like a conjuring movie i don't know why there there must have been a missing puzzle piece not part of the puzzle but my next one up is war for the planet of the apes so the first one was rise the second one was dawn which in my opinion dawn was the best and then war of the planet of the apes i kind of feel like the marketing was just off like the marketing made it seem like it was going to be this humongous battle the whole entire time and it really wasn't so i kind of felt like a little deceived that they marketed a movie that they didn't really deliver so War of the Planet of the Apes is going to be my, my third one. And my last one is, you guys might chuckle at this one, Harold and Kumar Christmas. So the first two Harold and Kumar movies are hilarious. They're stupid, but they're funny. And I can enjoy them just like the Hangover trilogy. But the third one is just one that I really can't enjoy. It was in that trend where like everything had to be 3D. So the movie was going out of its way to make stupid stuff 3D in the plot. I, I'm looking at me. I'm tearing apart a Harold and Kumar movie, but I, yeah, those are my picks. What do you guys think? Um, I have only seen the apes movies once. I need to rewatch them from what I've heard. That's a bold choice. I think Stuckman gave that an A plus, but I have to rewatch it because I don't even remember enough to do so. I haven't seen Harold and Kumar. I haven't seen any of those, so I can't speak to it. But I actually, I actually did like Conjuring Three a lot. It's definitely the weakest really? of the three, but I actually really enjoyed that one. 
I thought it was like they changed it up, which I thought was cool. Like it was a different kind of story. Like it wasn't a haunted house thing. It was more of a detective story. I like the human thread to it. The characters were still good. So yeah, I really enjoyed that one personally. I'm all for them changing it up and getting out of a haunted house, but you know, it just, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit me, but you know, I'm all for directors and franchises trying to do different stuff. Cause you can only do the same thing so many times. So I'm, I'm cool with that, but it just didn't do it for me. Nice. So, um, so Brad, you look like you're about to like, yeah, he was about to pop off at me. I think <laughs> if we were in person, <laughs> You look like you wanted to slap me. Nah, I, 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 I wouldn't even do it jokingly because, <laughs> you know, we all have, we all have different tastes. Um, so let's just start with Helen Kumar. I've never seen any of them. I didn't even know there was a Christmas movie. So can't really say much about it. Um, Conjuring 3, uh, I get where you're coming from. I also had very low expectations because James Wan wasn't directing it. And it was Michael Shavs who directed Curse of La Llorona, which I think is easily the worst Conjuring universe film. I didn't like that either. Because it wasn't supposed to be. And then they added it with literally just one scene to connect it. Because I think they realized that it wasn't going to be good. um, And people weren't going to see it. Um, So I can get it. Because when I did watch it, I was disappointed too. I, I didn't really love it as much as like the other two, but I did have my expectations a little bit lowered. So that could be as well. Um, I would, I would consider that a disappointing movie. Um, F9. Um, I can get it. Um, I also had my expectations lowered a little bit, but I don't know. I think because watching all the films and like rewatching like eight, it definitely felt in tone and it's just so ridiculous. And to me, like, I feel like the movie was very self-aware of that. Um, but I think Too Fast, Too Furious is easily like the worst one, considering that Vin Diesel didn't even want to be in it. And they were going to pay him $25 million for this just random movie because he felt like it was just going to be another 80s action sequel. And there's just no heart to the movie. And that's exactly what it is. Even it, it just feels like there's nothing to Too Fast, Too Furious, even though I somewhat enjoy it. Um, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, um, I got to disagree on that. Um, I know I, it is true. Chris Tuckman did give it an A+. Um, I don't know if I would have given an A+, myself, but I would have given like an 8 or a 9. Uh, I definitely see what you're saying with all the war um, aspects of it. I think the trailers were very deceiving. Um, there were a couple people that were disappointing with it. So, like, I completely get why you were. But I'm just the type of person that, like, like, I kind of see the trailer and I'm just like, okay, like this is just how the studio is trying to market it. I know that the movie's probably not going to be exactly the way it is. And then when I watched it, I kind of really loved it. And I thought it was probably the strongest Planet of the Apes film, in my opinion. Um, I, I really enjoyed that trilogy quite a bit. Um, and I have a soft spot for Caesar and the amazing visual effects of that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I really, really enjoyed Dawn and the original too, but we're not talking about the original. But I really enjoyed Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. So I don't know, maybe I really don't know because that movie came out like six years ago. So I really don't remember what mindset I was in. I just remember walking out and me and my dad kind of looked at each other and we were like, that wasn't what we quite thought it was going to be. So I've only rewatched it one time since then. And I had the opportunity to buy it for like five bucks a couple months ago. And I know 
even for five bucks, I didn't want to buy it. But um, what else was I going to say about I can't even remember the, what I was going to say. It was, was something about one of your picks. No, it was something you mentioned as you were talking, but I didn't want to cut you off. I don't know. It's going it, to maybe it was, about, gonna, was about expectations. I don't know. It's going to be like two in the morning and I'm going to sit up from bed and be like, that's what it was. So, <laughs> don't worry about it. I forget what I was going to say, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that like, that's my whole thing. Like, I feel like we should probably have like uh, another episode talking about expectations of films, because I really do think that really does change people's mindset. Um, I don't know if you guys know about cinema score, but cinema score, I don't really love that metric, but what it kind of does is it takes people opening night. They're like what they thought of the movie, but it's kind of really tracks what they thought of how it was marketed and how the movie was presented. So something like the night house got a C minus, which I think is absolutely ridiculous when something like the forever purge gets a B minus, but you have to think like the audience that's going for the forever purge knows exactly what they're going in for people from the night house. They might be just regular people who like horror movies and they're like, Oh, what is this? I gotta, I gotta think about this horror movie that that's terrible. Um, so I think cinema score is actually really, really interesting, um, especially when it comes to expectations. Well, do you guys have any more side topics that you want to discuss with either of the two topics we had, or do you want to move into the movie recommendation? What do you guys want to do? Uh, I have a cool question. If, okay. if you want me to ask, um, if you guys are on top of your head, what was the most surprisingly good movie in a franchise that you thought was going to be bad or didn't really care for, or, something like that cuz i feel like i ha- i feel like i have a couple but i want to see if you guys had any so um yeah movie and a franchise that i was very surprised for for me definitely has to be bumblebee because like i've only seen the first three transformers first ones are right other ones aren't that great haven't seen 4 and 5 i've heard nothing but bad things trace even mentioned the franchise earlier today so yeah not a good franchise so bumblebee had no expectations for i didn't even see it in theaters i saw it like a year or two later on hulu and i actually really liked it i thought it was actually like the 80s setting was great um it i think it actually is a reboot so i think it has no continuity with the others which i like that too because it really felt like it was fresh and you didn't have to see the others to watch it it was actually really emotional which i did not expect i would ever say that about a transformers movie but very very emotional characters were great the action was really great i actually do want to see a sequel which supposedly is now happening so yeah, for me, Bumblebee was very surprising in a good way. Yeah, I definitely can't argue against Bumblebee on you. But I have two that I'm going to go ahead and throw out there. So the first one, the first Pirates of the Caribbean is awesome. And the other ones, they all kind of go kind of downhill after that first one. So when Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell, Tell No Tales, when that one came out in 2017... I had very low expectations for it and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I would say that it's definitely not the worst and it surprised me with uh, how much fun I was able to have with it. It's not as good as the first one, but that's a very high bar. So I'm going to go with pirates, dead men tell no tales. And then my other one, this one might surprise you guys. My second one that I really didn't have any expectations for is the Brad bird directed movie starring Tom Cruise Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol. I had no expectations for that. That was actually my first entry in Mission Impossible, and I'm glad it was because it's my favorite. 
So after watching that, then I went back and watched the first, second, and third. So the first one made me a fan of that friend, or the fourth one made me a fan of that franchise and blew my socks off. What about you, Brad? Since you picked the question, did you already have like a franchise in mind? Yeah. Um, so I actually have two here. And the first one's going to be uh, Shazam. Um, I didn't think this movie was going to be bad. But the way that DC was trending, I was like, this looks fine. This looks okay. And the fact that we uh, we legitimately had uh, Avengers Endgame come out that same year, right? It was Avengers Endgame. So, like, you, no one cared about Shazam. that showed at the box office. No one really went to go see it. And it ended up being, like, so damn good. And I was so shocked of how much I really enjoyed Shazam. And I cannot wait for the sequel. And I hope people really go back to that original movie considering dc isn't really all that great um and my next one um is, a, is an older franchise and it's a uh, nightmare on elm street uh dream warriors uh that's the third film uh, i'm a big fan of a nightmare on elm street i think it's one of my favorite horror franchises i actually think that a good chunk of them are actually actually decent because i love the idea of freddy krueger and they actually do a lot of different things but like when I was actually binge watching all these like a couple of years ago, I didn't expect any of them to be good. Like after I watched the second one, I thought it was decent. I like it a little bit more now. And then after I watched the third one, I was pleasantly shocked of how really good it was. And I ended up giving like a strong seven out of 10, which is a pretty good rating for me for like a horror sequel. And that's the one that I go back to every single time. And that movie shouldn't have been good. And it actually really was. And I think a lot of people don't give that movie enough credit. Well, before we end the podcast, I do have a movie recommendation for you guys or the listeners, if you guys have time to watch it, or you know, if you've already watched everything on your list and you're looking for something new. This is actually a movie that I talked about last week, but it was not my turn to pick. But now that it is my turn, I'm going to go ahead and mention it again. It is the 1979 film starring Clint Eastwood escape from alcatraz so this one this movie i talked very briefly last week about it because you guys have said that you didn't see it and i pretty much gave you the plot synopsis of it it's based off real people they escaped from alcatraz and no one really knows if they actually lived and made it onto land and just didn't get caught or if they died at sea uh, sharks ate their bodies because they never found bodies so no one knows if they lived or died, but they definitely know that they definitely did escape Alcatraz. So that is my pick. It stars Clint Eastwood. It was around the time that he was doing Western. So it was something very different for him to do because this is definitely not a Western, but it has a great mystery of it. I love movies that take place in like prisons or mental hospitals, asylums, stuff like that. And this one obviously takes place in a prison. So yeah, this is my pick. Another thing I want to throw out about Escape from Alcatraz is, I forgot to mention it, you can watch it for free on Amazon Prime. So either one of you two or whoever is listening, that's where you can find Escape from Alcatraz. All right, everyone. So that's the end of episode six of the Only Film Fans podcast. We have a new episode coming out every Sunday, normally about like 9 a.m. or so Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm Jared from Jared Talk Cinema. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Jared Talk Cinema. 
And my Twitter handle is at Hot Sauce Hour Go. And I'm also here with my two co-hosts, Trace from Pierce Productions and Brad from Let's Be Real with Brad. Yeah, so you guys can find me, Let's Be Real with Brad, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I bet if you just look it up, Let's Be Real with B, it'll pop up. I think that's my Twitter handle. Not too sure. So definitely give me a follow. And as Jared mentioned, you can find me on Pierce Productions on YouTube. And you can find me on Pierce Productions on Facebook. Until the next episode, thank you for listening. See ya.